Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming? Wait for it. Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mr. Eric Almighty, and I'm here on somewhat of a solo episode to review the book of Boba Fett. The reason it's not exactly a solo episode is because I was able to get some thoughts from two other podcasts on how they felt about this first season, and there's going to be a really good variety of feelings about this show. So let's get the housekeeping out of the way and get started. First things first, watching this show is going to require your viewing experience of both season one and season two of The Mandalorian. And for that reason, I'm not going to hold back on spoilers for this one. So make sure to check out both The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, and then make your way back to this episode. Secondly, we're going to stick with our traditional layout for the most part, where I'm going to go over likes, then dislikes, before jumping into final thoughts and giving this show my official grade from one to ten, But the only difference is you're going to get some differing opinions and grades throughout the episode from our guest shows today. And finally, without further ado, let's dive into this review and let's start off with our first clip. Hey everyone, it's Ivan, or some of you know me better as Gefilta. I am from Filthy Rain, a gaming podcast where we cover everything in the world of gaming every week with my girlfriend. Now for my Boca Boba review, for starters, I absolutely loved the Book of Boba show. The overall growth of Boba Fett as a character, showing his past and developing him to where he is today. The world of Tatooine that's just painted with life with new characters. Uh, just the overall incredible roster of characters that were introduced throughout the series to, you know, have connections to him. And the overall connections to the entire universe as a whole of just seeing how his role here is is playing in part with everything else that's that's ticking along. Um, and overall, the epic conclusion to wrap it up. It was just a, an incredible ride. And if there's anything I just didn't enjoy, it'll probably just be small little inconsistencies that usually are missed with shows or movies. Just something like someone got hurt here. They're not reflecting the damage later on over here. So just things that my eye notices. But other than that, I think it was a really well done show had great pacing and just overall a fun narrative that really sets up the entire Star Wars universe for the next pages to come. And Gefilte has been a guest on the podcast before, and we've had a great time with him on in the past, so who better to kick things off for us than the man himself? On his social media, I believe I saw he gave the show a 9.5 out of 10, which was pretty generous, but he obviously liked it very much, and I would agree with a lot of what he brought up. I'll say personally, the flashbacks with Boba and the Tuscans were some of my favorite parts early on. And not only did we get to see a little more of the barren wasteland that is much of Tatooine, but the Tuscans were fleshed out from being obscure characters that were just minor inconveniences for the main story to becoming a tribe of characters that feel grounded to the planet that they inhabit. Maybe it's a small thing, but I will never look at Tuscans the same way after this show, and that's a really good thing. Tamora Morrison as Boba is great when the writing doesn't put his character into a corner, and he does provide a real sense of presence in the role. 
Basically, if you liked his portrayal of this new Boba in The Mandalorian, then you're going to enjoy his performance here as well. We get more of Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand, who doesn't have much to do here but play the assassin bodyguard, but when she's given the baton, she sprints to the finish line and serves her purpose for the show. If you're catching a theme here, any characters from The Mandalorian you know already give you more of the same in the Book of Boba Fett, and that's not always a bad thing. We also get some new characters. The imposing Wookiee Chrysanthemum is a nice addition, and I really enjoyed the mayor's ambassador, but obviously the new character that got everyone talking was Cad Bane. Now, not being too familiar with the animated Clone Wars, Rebels, or Bad Batch series, this is a first-time introduction of this character for me, and from the design, to the voice, to the obvious Western callbacks, I really enjoyed his appearance on the show. I enjoyed it so much, in fact, that once we stop talking about the likes, he'll be coming up again on the other side of this discussion, because I wish I got more of him. And I couldn't finish talking about likes without bringing up what was essentially a continuation of The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, I have my issues with this, and I'll get into that shortly, but Episode 5 and 6 were some of my favorite episodes from The Mandalorian, period. So while its placement in the Book of Boba Fett bothered me, I can't lie and not admit that seeing Ahsoka, Grogu, Mando, and a much better CGI Luke Skywalker put a stupid grin on my face. But this does put us in a good place to get a differing opinion and transition into dislikes. Hey guys, this is Hanson Josh from the WWSD Podcast. Weekly, we share discussions. First off, the Book of Boba Fett was not quite what I expected. I was thinking it would be more of Boba could become a crime lord and doing actual crimes and committing crimes, but it really wasn't. I was really hoping it would be more like a Godfather-type movie. It shows him coming into power, knocking off other family members and stuff like that, or taking out other crime families, but it really wasn't. The best thing about the series was actually Mando and, and Grogo, believe it or not, which is also the worst part of the series because it kind of takes away the point of the book of Boba Fett because it's really just eh, Boba Fett coming into his own, but really just a Mandalorian season 2.5, which just kind of detracts from it personally. There's a lot of potential, but never really delivers on it either. Where like I really wanted to see Boba just like fuck shit up and like really, really just be a nasty motherfucker. And he just wasn't. He was kind of like a baby back bitch through like most of the episode, taking orders from people, never wearing his helmet, never really doing anything cool. But at the end of the day, like the cameos were awesome. Like some of the guest characters were insane. I wasn't expecting to see Luke. I wasn't expecting to see Ahsoka. Uh, Bane was really awesome. Like those were just really cool characters to see. And I just wasn't expecting it. So that's awesome. But like totally, I would give it maybe like a, a six out of 10. As potential, I, I really wish they leaned into more of the crime lord shit and like being like a, like a bad motherfucker, but they just didn't. For a Mandalorian season 2.5, probably like a solid nine. Big shout out to the WWSD podcast for shooting over a clip on short notice. And you know, uh, this is why I wanted to get some other podcasters and really just fans of Star Wars involved because I'm torn between these two very different viewpoints of the show. The best parts of the Book of Boba Fett were the Mandalorian episodes, and that is troubling because it was clear to me that the creators and those in charge care about one specific bounty hunter over the other. Now, it doesn't help that seven episodes was not enough for this show, and now this is going to sound weird, but somehow, some way, it also felt way too long. I found myself enjoying the backstory for Boba much more than the present day version who honestly wasn't very threatening 
or nearly as interesting, and the constant back and forth really dragged on until it stops dead in its tracks to shift over to Mando making his return. I also think the backdrop of Tatooine and some of these very familiar planets in Star Wars need to be more of a cameo moving forward and not become essential to the main plot or theme of the show, because while a lot of things were enhanced by being on Tatooine, there were a lot of things that fell out of place. Now, I could really nitpick here, but instead, I'm just going to highlight my least favorite thing about this show by a mile, and that was the mods. I hated every moment that they were on screen. These cyberpunk ripoff Power Ranger moody teens honestly look like they were pulled out of a CW show and thrown into this one. They get little time to show why they deserve to have any screen time or even that they should be a force to be reckoned with. And it shouldn't be surprising to see a very Spy Kids-esque spin move into a blaster shot that came in the finale with Robert Rodriguez directing. But when it happened, I vomited in my mouth a little bit. That is just the most egregious eyesore that felt so out of place in this show. And despite seeing both men shot down, are we really killing off Cad Bane and Cobb Vanth? If so, that's a really big waste. And if not... That just takes away from the feeling that there are life and death consequences for many of these characters. So from a storytelling and fan perspective, I just think this is a situation where you can't have your cake and eat it too. Powered by Riverside FM. When the Wait For a Podcast is ready to hit record for our episodes, we usually use multiple platforms from time to time, but there's something special about Riverside.fm because it feels like one of the easiest ways to record podcasts from anywhere that you need while keeping that studio quality. This has been our go-to platform for some of our solo episodes, but we can easily transition that over to interviews with guests along with the options for video recording. It also has a great soundboard we use to help cut down the time it takes to edit in our intro and outro for the podcast. The best thing about Riverside, though, they have a great free trial to take advantage of with multiple plans to fit your needs. So whether you're brand new to podcasting or you're an experienced veteran looking to get serious, consider using Riverside as your recording studio by clicking the link in the show notes. It's also one of the best ways you can help support our show. Before my final thoughts and official grade, for those of you that care, here are some things to note. Rotten Tomatoes has the Book of Boba Fett currently sitting with a 73% fresh average score among critics, while it sits with a 60% average audience score. IMDb, on the other hand, has the show sitting at a 7.6 out of 10. And listen, I really wanted to love the Book of Boba Fett, and there are a lot of things to like. The score is top-notch, the visuals, very good. And we do get a lot of Star Wars cameos, along with some introduction of and some exploration into the lore we know and love so much. But it became very clear that this short seven episode order was a tall task to begin with, which then turned into five episodes for our main character, as the other two focused on the more interesting and more valuable bounty hunter that Disney seems to have at its disposal. And that is disappointing when you consider how many people love the character of Boba Fett, there's also a very big double-edged sword that I'm seeing for casual audiences when it comes to the creators of this show, who can't seem to be consistent with catering to those who may not have seen every single corner of canon within this galaxy far, far away. So I'm sitting here giving a solid 7.5 out of 10 for my grade, 
And if I really go through with erasing the two strong Mandalorian episodes from my mind, there's a good chance I could lower this down to a six and a half or even a six. But you've heard a couple thoughts here on this episode of the Wait For It podcast. We'd love to hear from you and see if we got it right. You can hit us up on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Wait For It Podcast, on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. You can also find future and past episodes of the Wait For It Podcast anywhere you're currently streaming your favorite podcast now. That includes Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many, many more. Make sure to come back on Monday for our review of the Uncharted movie. Check out our YouTube page for an upcoming live stream of the show Peacemaker, and please consider showing some support to Filthy Rain and the WWSD podcast, who I'm extremely grateful to for sending in their clips, and they have some really great content for you to enjoy, so make sure to check the links in the show notes for more from them. And with all that being said, my name is Mr. Eric Almighty, and please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and all you have to do is wait for it. So... I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming? Wait for it. Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.